Hey everyone, Peter here. This episode is, is mostly me and SJ talking about the live shows, particularly the second half of the second show, which we uploaded on this feed as episode 75, Consent With My Ex. Editing this episode was one of the hardest things I've ever done, because uh, normally, as, as you probably worked out by now, I'm a pretty big fan of me. During this episode, I hated me. That's something I never ever think or feel. I really hated myself during this episode. Early in the episode that you're about to listen to, I accuse SJ of some stuff that I did. Like, there's no ambiguity. I get really annoyed at her because I thought she didn't said some things that, when I listened back to episode 75, I was actually the one who did. She didn't bring up the joke again. I did. She didn't harp on about it. I did. She didn't throw me under the bus. I threw myself under the bus. But in this episode, I get really annoyed at her for doing those things and for bringing it up again and for hanging me out to dry. And she didn't do any of those things. I did. Uh, what's, what's worse is that she feels bad about it. She tries to justify why she did the things that I'm accusing her of, the things that I actually did. And she basically apologizes to me because I did shitty things to myself and then convinced her that she was responsible for. And that is one of the most fucked up things that I've ever done in my life. It's, it's gaslighting. It's textbook gaslighting. Gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse where you convince someone that they did stuff and then get mad at them for it. And that's what I do to SJ in this episode. It's, it's, it's shit. It's the worst thing. And I hate it, and I hated myself in this episode. This might sound obvious, but I don't think of myself as someone who is abusive. I never had any intention of gaslighting SJ, and I honestly believed what I was saying during this podcast. But to my mind, I think that actually makes it worse. I successfully convinced someone that I love to feel bad about something that I did. As well as that I'm defensive and mean, and just generally the worst version of myself during this episode. My little sister listens to this podcast and she skips the episodes where we fight because she doesn't like listening to them and she doesn't like listening to her big brother being a fuck. Uh, Elizabeth, I would recommend you skip this episode. As I was editing this, I found myself cringing every time I spoke and sighing with relief whenever SJ took over and was talking and really made me understand how a lot of other people feel listening to the show. Uh, more than any other episode we've ever done, it was really tempting not to put this up. But I hope that you enjoy it, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, SJ, and I'm sorry... I'm just sorry. Um, I learned a lot from this experience, and I've been working on being a better person and less shitty. And I hope that uploading this helps someone out there avoid my mistakes. Thanks. Welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is Peter C. Haywood. My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley. We were engaged for two years and, and then, then we, we broke, broke up. up <laughs> and then we stopped talking to each other for a year and now we do a podcast together. Would you have a baby with me? If I can get you to cry next podcast, we'll have a hat trick. <laughs> you don't know this, but I have a very vivid image of what your penis looks like. What? <laughs> if I met you now, I do not think that I would go out with you. Oh my god, I think if I met you now, I'd, I'd fall more in love with you than I did the first time. Hello. Hi. 
we're in your boyfriend's bedroom. Yeah, we are. On his bed, actually. Yeah. <laughs> naked. Yeah. Naked, but with clothes on. Yeah, well, that's the best kind of naked. Yeah. And three days ago, we had our last live show. Yeah. Yeah. Now you were, you, after the first show, you were in a good mood about the podcast. I was relieved and excited, yes. Well, you also said that it had changed, like, your approach towards the podcast to a certain extent. Like, between the first and second show, you listened to the last episode we recorded before the live shows, and you were like, man, I am already feeling so much more positive about this show. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a combination of things. I think it's to do with, like, a heap of other stuff in my life and work life, and I'm just about to take a break. It's true. <laughs> so I think it was, it just everything felt a little bit less stressful. But I think also just, I don't know, I think podcasting is, it's mostly just me and you. And you know, you's, rooms alone. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, you, like, of course, we, we get a lot of, like, we get a lot of emails and comments and support, but it's really different to having people in a room with you. <laughs> Right. For, for me, it's not that different. Like, when I met all the people, I was like, yep, this lines up with the emails that we get. Yeah, I yeah, I think that I'd forget. It, so, it, wasn't, it wasn't tangible for you. Yeah, so, like, meeting people was... I was so, like, tell me about you. Who are you? Where did you tell me? Have you, have you met up with listeners before? What do you mean? Like, three times in Toronto, I've gotten an email from someone being like, hey, I'm in Toronto, I listen to the podcast, let's go for lunch. And I've gone for lunch with all of them. Yeah, I don't so much do that, but I do, like, have people in my life that do listen or know me mostly through the podcast, and then I'll see them. But yeah, no, I haven't really done that. Right. So, like, I, I get the emails, and I forward them to you, and then I also have met up with people, and so the shows for me were, like, more of the same, whereas for you, I thought they were quite, I thought they were more than that. You're saying, yeah, it was different, like, can you describe the before and after? I've been listening to start up, so I'm like... Uh, can you talk on that? <laughs> well, it's can interesting because that? so it's funny because we should have recorded one in between because the first one was like jiving all positivity. Yeah, like wow, this is cool. That, that they'll have gone on the feed. So if, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the last like four episodes, probably go listen to those. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about what happened in those four episodes. Yeah. So the the I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. I was actually talking, I was talking to my friend about how they're going through some relationship stuff and it's been really tricky because it's like really painful and then like amazing. And part of me was thinking, huh, interesting. Like that's kind of sometimes like, like, cause we'd just done those show, that yeah. show. And I was like, huh, it's a little bit like that of like, sometimes the, it's like frustrating and painful. And then you like do a show and you're like, I've forgotten all about it. I'm like, is this like what having kids is like? <laughs> you're like, they walked. I don't remember labor at all. Yeah. So, so, so it was like that. I was like, all of the pain of this project has been eliminated by doing this. Well, I also feel like for the last year, you've not really seen the merit in the podcast. Like making this show has been a bit of an uphill battle for me for like eight months now. Because I'm like, people like this. And you're like, no one likes this. It's terrible. I'm like, no, people like it. And it's good. And you're like, nope. And I'm like, well, let's just, let's just trust me. <laughs> people like this and it's good. And then I feel like on Monday night, you're like, oh, people like this. I was this, like, oh, I see what Peter was talking about now. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely like that. I was like, oh, I get it. 
But then, I mean, the second show, though, mm-hmm. I was like, this is both why I do this show and also why I have such a trouble doing this show. Yeah. Do you want to... Do you want to I, I realise, again, people will have just listened to it. But we haven't listened to it yet, so we've not you listened... You have? No. I uh, thought you watched it. I know. I watched the last, like, half hour, but that was all after the... It was, it was literally just us wrapping up and then the song. Uh. So do you want to describe what... Because, yeah, we haven't listened to the, the big moments of the show. Do you want to describe what that was like from your point of view? I'm curious about what what your point of view is. I already told you my point of view off, off mic. Yeah. So you know my point of view. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I think the major thing that sticks out was... Uh, I mean, it's obviously it all comes together. But we, we were talking a lot about audience. I was talking about my fear of having a big audience. I was talking about my fear of being implicated in what you say. <laughs> And, and then anyway, I was telling this story about like a really awful experience that I'd had with a relationship a while ago and about like rape and you told a joke in the middle of it that was just not a great joke. It was not a great joke. It was a really, it It was was a bad joke. It was a terrible joke. Yes. Um, And, um... Honestly, after that, it's kind of a blur to me. Right, because we went backstage after the show, and you were sort of like, why did you keep bringing it up? And you were like, why did you keep bringing it up? And I was like, did I? And so then, then we asked some audience members, and again, we haven't listened back to it, so this could be wrong, but some audience members were like, yeah, SJ brought it up again. Oh, right. Because I was really surprised by that. Because like, I, I, I made an awful joke that I wish I hadn't made, to a certain mm. extent. And then moved on. And was not going to address it again. Was just going to cut it out. Was just going to be like, okay, that that you know. That, that's oh, that that's right. And then we were like, well, now we can't cut it out, can we? Well, the, yeah. And then you were like, Peter, rape joke. And I was like, oh, so the like the thing that we were going to cut out, not getting cut out. Okay, let's talk about it. And then you're like, <laughs> don't talk about it. I was like, I'm, I'm confused now. <laughs> yeah, that is that is quite confusing, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think I was like a bit alarmed because I don't know how you can move on from that like I know that you were like let's move on but I was like I don't think like a bunch of people are really offside now you know what I mean yeah again I'm just and so you were like let's make them more offside I just it's like it's like an the elephant in the room Shall we just all pretend it didn't Well, well I mean, the thing with an elephant in the room is the way to avoid that is to address it. Not just be like, elephant, let's move on. Yeah, I mean, again, this like, is probably... So, so I, made, I made a terrible joke, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not defending that joke. I made this awful, awful joke, and was like, that was terrible, let's move on. You're like, hey, Peter, that was terrible. I was like, well, I think yep. what it was, was like... So, so the live shows is like the first time that I've been we've been able to record something where I've had other people's opinions there. Yeah. So we were just talking about my fears around that kind of stuff. And then it happened. And I was like, so I was like, see what I mean? (laughs) Like, I don't know what to do with this. So it was kind kind of like a, like it's the only moment that I may ever have (laughs) to do that. (laughs) Right. Not to like, but I was just like, do people feel me on this? Like, I don't know what to do with this shit. I was genuinely trying to work it out. Because so, I had, never have other people to ask. Had you said any of that, I think that would have been absolutely fine. 
Hmm. Instead, what what I remember you saying is like, and hey guys, this is the guy who just made a rape joke. Go on, Peter. Oh, I don't remember that. I remember doing that in the song because I was like, this is super weird. Yeah, no, you did it. You did it several times. Huh. And and the the essence, and again, this is all from memory, and I could be you know misremembering this entirely. The essence of it was like Peter made a rape joke. Yeah, well, not like I have complex feelings around this rape joke. Yeah. I wish to discuss it. I want to yeah. a- address what it's like to be associated with public figure. Just like, hey guys, just a public service reminder. Peter, a few minutes ago, did something awful. Cool. That's the reminder. Just Let's so move on. Know. Yeah, I don't really remember it that way. It's funny because I know afterwards you said that I threw you under the bus. No, I, I didn't say you threw me under the bus. You didn't say it like you threw me under. You said it like you know you had a choice whether to be on my team or to throw me under the bus. And you chose to throw me under the bus, which is your choice to make. You said it more like that. So what I said after the show was, it's interesting because I don't know what the correct move was. I made a mistake. Hmm. I made an off-color joke. It was a bad joke. I should not have made it. Hmm. I think we're all on the same page about that, yes? Mm -hmm. Then what happens next? Like, do I make a big public apology and be like, guys, Mm. I regret that joke and I will not make jokes in future. Do I move on with the show, which is what I tried to do? Do I leave the stage? Like, like you fuck up, right? You trip over, you make a dumb joke, you do something that's wrong and bad and mistake. Mm. What do you do after that? And that, that's where I think the interesting conversation is. And so what I was saying after the show is uh, there's a, a show called Ask Cat with Tina Fey and a bunch of other improvisers. It's, it's a live improv uh, recorded on TV. And at one point, one of the teams was making a date rape joke. And it was a bad joke, like... In the same, not not on the same level, but it was a a dumb joke. And at that point, when you're an improviser, you were taught, like, protect the team, basically. Mm. So Tina Fey could have stepped forward and be like, hey guys, I do not stand by this. This is is a bad joke. From my understanding, this is, like, a famous bit. I don't know this bit. Oh, it's not. It it was on TV. Yeah. Um, It's not famous in the same way as, like, episode 19 of season 4 of Friends is not famous, but it's... A thing that was on TV, so it exists and I've seen it. Sure. It's not famous, it's just something I think about a lot, which is that this, this guy made a date rape joke, and so Tina Fey, like, without missing a beat, she makes it an equally bad date rape joke, and it's kind of like... She has done that to make him look less bad, which makes the troupe look more unified, which is means that you feel safe on stage with the people. Sure. And I'm not saying you should have done that, you should have immediately joined in with a rape joke. I'm saying that, like, there is there are different ways of dealing with it, and... If, if your intent is to make the audience more comfortable, being like, hey guys, I'm on stage with a guy who makes rape jokes is, is not a great way of doing it. I mean, it depends, like, like, I don't know that there's any, like, really clear rules around what we're trying to do. So if, no, you, if you think about uh, what happened, it was super uncomfortable. Right. For everyone, I imagine. But that is also really indicative of what our podcast is like. Yes. So, so like, in terms of it being a representative experience of the podcast, pretty bang on. Like... Right. And so, at that point, like, I was happy to talk about it, and you were like, just shut up. Just stop talking about this. No, I... There was only one point which you were like... You asked me a question and then you didn't let me reply and then you talked a lot. And I was like, it's kind of weird that you would, on this topic, you know. I don't know, for me it, it, it felt a lot like your your primary goal there was to make it clear to everyone, I do not stand by this man. 
And if that is your primary goal, that's totally fine. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting that thing. Like, I know you said, like, you know, ask out is one way of doing it. But the way you're talking about it of, like, are we unified or not unified makes me feel like I'm the person who was being a bad person because I wasn't, like, going along. Right. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying you should have gone along. I'm not saying you should have done anything. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know what the correct thing to do was. Uh, like, and, and people are going to being like, don't make a mistake. Don't make a rape joke. Like, yes, obviously. Great. No, I... <laughs> obviously, I, the correct thing to do is never fuck up. But my, for me, the interesting conversation is once you've fucked up, what do you do from there? Yeah, I mean... Like, the context in which I made it, too, is that you'd just been like, hey, guys, this is a thing. Are we okay with me talking about this? People were like, okay. And then so you were, like, you were in this dark territory and... Obviously didn't work. My, my, like, my intent with the joke was to try to help you through that, like, really awful thing. Again, I fucked up, not denying that, but, like, I wasn't being like, oh, SJ's being, being all dark now. I was, like, trying, because we, we talked about during the break in, the, in that show about, like, we wanted to, to keep a light tone and we wanted to keep it happy and laughy. And so I was trying to mitigate the incredible depths that launching into a rape story can lead you into again i fucked up yeah it's interesting because you said that you said that afterwards you said that you were i don't know if you used these exact words but you said kind of like that you were trying to save me yeah no, no I wasn't trying or to save maybe you. it was, was like save the show or like I'd... from this dark place it, you not, s- not save i was trying to mitigate like okay i think that you did, like, when I was talking to you afterwards, you were, like, trying to work out wh- wh- where you happened. were coming from. And you were like, I think maybe I was trying to save you because you were going to this dark place. And I was like, my friend is out there on her own in t- telling this dark story. And I, I'd prefer help than save, but sure, maybe I said save. You did say save, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, assist um, your friend who is out there on the line. And it was interesting. I thought about that. I thought about that that you said... I thought about that. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought about you saying that quite a bit, because I was like, "That's so interesting." Because that stuff, I don't need to be saved. I am being vulnerable. That's sort of my thing. Like sometimes maybe, but I like I'll ask you, like, or it'll be really clear. But. It's interesting even to just think about, like, what we both think is, like... Helping? (laughs) No, just, like, I suppose maybe interesting to listen to. Maybe we just have different ideas. Because I think I know that sometimes when I'm trying to be serious, you'll, like, put in jokes. And I'm like, you're ruining it. (laughs) And probably you feel the opposite way around. I don't know, of, like... Why are you going so dark or so serious or whatever? Let's make this lighter. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe that's just a, a difference. I'm like, I, after you said that, I was like, I'm fine. You don't need to help me. I'm good. <laughs> like, I, I get it. It's kind of interesting that, it, and it makes sense that that content is the sort of thing that you would worry about me around. But actually, that's not the sort of 
it's it's just funny that we we have cultural ideas around like what's sensitive to talk about and obviously that is a sensitive thing for a lot of people but for me talking about it it's definitely not as scary as a lot of people would think it is okay does that make sense yeah yeah it makes total sense because for me it, that's why it's been that's why it's been on my mind recently because for me I've realized that actually I think it does influence my way of being and particularly in conflict which is what I was talking about a lot more than I expected because for a long time and that's like quite an old experience that I was talking about for a long time like I was just like well that's a thing that happened I didn't really equate it to having affected me personally yeah so there's way other stuff that that I would put in the category of like being raw like for instance I remember when I was really young getting hit with a hit because I was upset by your parents or? no by someone who was looking after me and again like you know how memory works like I don't even know how real this memory is yeah right but I was really young and I remember being really upset and also not knowing why or not being able to explain why and I remember getting punished for crying so that is like that is a really formative kind of memory that ties in with a lot of other shit from a long time. So it's just kind of interesting when we think about um, people can have a tendency to to think about trauma in a hierarchical kind of a way yeah. of like what's real trauma, what's not real trauma, blah, 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 blah. And you just don't like... <laughs> That's not necessarily how it works and like, every, you know, it's really how someone relates to their experiences is really subjective. So, yeah. But, of course, you don't necessarily know that. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the specific story that you were telling, I knew that that wasn't super raw and sensitive to you. I, was, I wasn't like, oh, SJ is going into raw territory for her, better, better, better save her or anything like that. Sure. And if it had been like something happened two weeks ago, there's 0% chance I would have said anything. But as it was, I knew it was an, an area that you weren't, like, crying about. And so that's why I thought a joke would be more okay. Like, I'm going to say a joke. Not that joke. I mean, <laughs> a joke. Sure. Because when, when you're live on stage and you've got, you know, a second to put a joke in, I can't be like, okay, let's sit down with the writing team. Don't have something <laughs> that's going to be, li like... Yeah. So it was the choice of, do I make a joke here or not make a joke here? Mm. And the joke, like... If, if you choose to make a joke, sometimes they're going to fall flat. And mm. sometimes I think they're going to be offensive. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to not take ownership of it, but I think that expecting perfectly crafted jokes every time means you will get no jokes, you know? Well, I mean, you know, like, it's improvised. And of course, like, all of us are going to say things that just don't come out that well. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That was just a really unfortunate one. Right, yeah. And again, without trying to not take ownership of it, that's how I think of it. I'm like, that was a fuck up. Like, that but was an what's, unfortunate... What's interesting is that another thing that you said afterwards that has really stuck in my mind was you were saying, I don't get it though, because sometimes you really laugh at those like jokes. And I was like, because I was thinking about it and I was like, to me, it's so clear. Of course it is to me, because it's me. <laughs> That, like, there is a bunch of jokes. And I talked to you about this just the other day. I said, really, I don't like those kinds of jokes. Not, kind of jokes? Not, not ones about rape, but, like, I think you said some joke of, like, 
you know, the, where the joke is, isn't this ridiculous? Obviously, it's not true. And it's, the, the joke is, this is really offensive. Obviously, I don't think this. Why didn't we have that conversation? I think we had it, we're driving the car. But I, it wasn't that long. It's just like, over the last, particularly the last little while, I've been... Because, you know, because to you, the shtick is, you say something, and I'm like, fucking hell. Like, that's, that's the thing where I suppose I'm being the straight man yeah. or whatever. I don't actually like that particular dynamic. Right. Like, so he when definitely you... didn't say it to me the other day. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I remember saying it, but I, okay. I think it didn't have much gravity. Com- comedy theory is a thing I spend a lot of time thinking about and dynamics between people and what kind of comedy comes from that. And so if you'd been like, hey, I want to rewrite our comedy dynamic, I, I feel like I would have known. Yeah, but that. I didn't say that. What I said was, you know those kinds of jokes? I don't like those jokes. Right. <laughs> so the jokes where you're like, what do I say? Uh, I can't, I, before in the warm-up, I said something like, uh, I have all these business ideas, but they're based off things that you can't make money from. And you were like, like beating up kids. And I was like, see, <laughs> those kinds of jokes... Like, I don't, I also don't find my reaction, I don't think that my reaction to them is funny either. Right. Does that make sense? So, like, two minutes beforehand on the show, you'd said, when I was 18, 19, I've had an 18, 19 year old relationship. And Mm. I said, oh, so you've been together since you were born. See, that's quite funny. Right, but like, that for me is the same as, like, that is me misinterpreting the words that you said in a way to provide comedy. So when you said, I'd been raped for two years straight, I just went down the exact same comedy path of, oh, let's misinterpret that. And again, wasn't funny, not a good joke, not defending the joke. But I'm saying like the pattern of the the structure of that joke is identical. Yeah. And in the content, it's very different. Right. But but, (laughs) no, no, and and understand that. But I'm saying the structure is identical. But are you saying you don't like the jokes where, like uh, for me, for me, you're saying I like this joke and not that one, Mm. but they're structurally identical. I don't like jokes where X, and I'm like, okay, but X is well, not one funny. of these jokes. Well, it's funny, I suppose that we, like, are categorizing jokes differently. Because I'm categorizing jokes as, like, when... Because to you, you're like, the joke is that I'm misinterpreting what you're saying. And to me, when you say the joke, like, the, the red joke, or yeah. whatever. And you said this to me afterwards, you said that kind of the humor comes from the fact that it, it it's a story that's so horrific, and what you're saying is, like totally oblivious to like really contrast how horrific that story is and my, my reaction is not oblivious in that case though yeah but no no no. but the whole shtick is that what you're saying you're not allowed to say you shouldn't be saying right no but that's what i'm saying like for me that second joke and the reason it flopped is because i i didn't have enough time to think it through for me i was literally just being like another misinterpretation joke the joke wasn't isn't rape a controversial topic Mm. it was literally just oh she said a thing i can misinterpret that got a big laugh two minutes ago let's do that again and i didn't i didn't factor the, the, the context in and again like i was wrong yeah. That was bad. That no, was I'm dumb. curious. I'm interested in how so you like, categorize these jokes. Do you understand what I'm saying? I under- yeah. What you're saying is that it's the structure that you were repeating. Yeah, I was literally just repeating the structure and I didn't put enough thought into context. And, yeah. and, and, I should, and the lesson I've learned is if the context is 
dark, don't make a joke without putting thought into context. And that's a good lesson. And that's a thing I said in the show. Like, I don't regret making that joke because I'm like, okay, I've learned and grown and become a better person from making that joke at that time. Yeah. But I just want to, like, again, the intent was... The, I, just, I, I get made, it. The intent that... was to make basically the same joke, but with different yeah. words. And, and, the, and the reason why I thought it was okay in the rape one is because, like, oh, cool, this will, you know, this will emphasize how bad it was. It didn't. I misstepped. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously it would be different if you were making that joke and you were a woman who'd also experienced something similar. And right, you, yeah, absolutely. You know, like, that would make it different, right? Yeah. Um, but, like, it just... Yeah. No, I, I don't need you to explain why the joke didn't work. <laughs> I get that. For me, I just want to make it clear that, like, I wasn't like, oh, let's be controversial about rape. Let's make a joke yeah. that makes SJ cringe. I was just like... But sometimes that's what I feel like you are doing. Right, I mean, sometimes I might be, but in that case, I really wasn't. Okay, so I'm just saying, on the other times where you are doing that, I don't like those jokes. No, I understand that, yes. <laughs> You've made that clear. Like, but is that new information to you? Yeah, yeah. This conversation, well, not just then, but earlier in this conversation, is the first time... That, well, I mean, I, I understand that you're not crazy about them, but I didn't realise that you hated them. Is why we should just record all our conversations. <laughs> So, a little while ago, so th there's been a period where I haven't been really active in this podcast. Since I hate Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of them I hadn't listened to. A bunch of them I hadn't listened to. I've listened to, all, like, all of them now. But Have you? Yeah. I went through the other day because I was like, oh, right. I should just check on what's up there <laughs> before we do some live shows. And I was like, oh, like, a lot of these are replays. I listen to that, I listen to that. But... It meant that I hadn't listened to them before they went out, and there was one that went out, and then my boyfriend was actually like, hmm, that last episode, and there's this bit in it. It's cut now. Yeah, it's cut now, but there was this bit in it where I'm crying and telling this story about, oh man, I... I, I, I just realized I don't like explaining it without any of the context, but like I'm talking about my struggles with my, with my image of my body. That feeling of like, I don't like explaining this without the context. That's how I feel when you're like, well, after the show, you said this. I'm like, <laughs> within a bunch of context. Sure. Like, so, so I saying that I wish that I knew what it was like to have a like thin body. Like that's something that I've wanted for like as long as I can remember. And I'm crying, and I'm trying to get the words out, and I'm sort of choking on them, and being like, I wish I could just see myself as... And you cut me off, and you say, black. And you're like, very, very black. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I hate those jokes. Why? <sighs> Firstly, because, like... So this has been a dynamic for a long time in our relationship. It predates the podcast, but like when I'm upset, you're trying to cheer me up. So that's like one element of it. It's like this thing of like, if someone's crying, there's a lot of politics around like giving someone tissues when they're crying, particularly if you get into like mental health spaces of like, if you're giving someone tissues, that's kind of an indication of like, please get those tears away from me. Or it could, you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah, people mean it in a nice way, but it can, it can be really dismissive, blah, blah, blah. So there's like that element to it of like, I feel like you're 
dismissing or invalidating what I'm saying. Two, I just... I don't, I don't think those jokes, like that one, I did not think that joke was funny. Like it wasn't good. And you know that you left it in there knowing that it didn't work. Yeah. Um, three, I'm like, fuck, that's such a, it's such a white joke. It's such a, yes, it really, really is. And, um, and I, that's what I mean when I'm like, when I asked everyone the other night, I was like, how implicated am I in this? Because yeah, I listened like, no, to no, that. No, no, no. one person. No, no, no. A few. So, hold up. I think that everyone would say no. Because they're all there. They like me. Probably. They, you know, people want to agree with me. They want to give me the answer that I want. And right. then one person was like, yeah, um, kind of a little bit. And then a couple of people were like, yeah, you know. So I think, yeah, you know, is kind of more... Probably. So you asked the question of the audience being like, I will only accept this one answer. <laughs> well, then I, well, I didn't realize that at the time. I genuinely wanted a real answer, but after thinking about it later, I was like, of course they're going to give me the answer that I want. Yeah. Okay. Like that, that that's, you could justify that however you like. Anyway, I, I. It's very easy to be like, I asked this question and then later it was like, the answer they gave was not true. Therefore, this is definitively the answer. Anyway, I just think it's. It's... Anyway. <sighs> Crying. Yeah, I don't find... I don't like those jokes. I don't think that they're funny. They make me really uncomfortable. And I'm like, why do you keep making them? Well, because you laugh a decent percentage of the time. See, you say, you say that. See, that's why I was like... Because I was like, What? Because in my mind, I don't. Because I'm like, to me, there's like a category of Peter's jokes that I hate. And it's so clear what they are. <laughs> but to right. you, clearly that ca- like it's really yeah. categorized very differently. Um, and, you know, I have my own idea of... It's like if I, if I didn't know how to read noodle packages. And every day I just grabbed a random package and bought it for you. And like, from my point of view, I'm like, ah, oh, she likes them half the time. I'll just keep doing this. And from your point of view, is like, why does he bring me chicken noodles? I only ever like mm. the beef noodles. Why? Yeah. Well, be- particularly if you're talking about, like, you're thinking of jokes in a structural way rather than a con- text content Well, if you think in a context way, you do, like, when, you, when, you're, when you're in the middle of, a, of an episode and you're crying and all that, and I make a joke, you do laugh a decent percentage of the time. Totally. But, like, probably not one that's, like... Th- that combination of joke of like I'm crying and telling some sort of story that is like meaningful or something and a joke that is uh, off color is yeah is really off color though that combination like really shits me <laughs> right yeah it's never been expressed before <laughs> really I think that's really clear because every time you do that I'm like Fucking hell, Peter. Again, it's it's really clear to you with I all know. the information. <laughs> so, oh, so let, let me be clear. When I said you've not expressed this, what I meant was you haven't expressed it. <laughs> not, it's not clear to you. I mean, you haven't expressed it to me. Well, but so much of your humor is you like trolling your friends. 
Right, and, and like I, I got back into the country and we hung out and we went shopping and you were like, I missed you. I love the way you troll. Like you literally said that to me when we were in the supermarket. Oh yeah, you are a mega troll and like... And you enjoy it. So, yeah, sometimes it works, but like off-color jokes, fuck man, I just don't know. I don't like them. And you, we have had this conversation before and you know, you'll tell me that I'm like super protective or like scared of people or like scared of being criticized or so lefty or whatever. I think more than anything, you're afraid of the left. We, because we record this and put this out, definitely there's an element of like being afraid, of course, of like being implicated in, in stuff. But like, if we weren't recording, I'd still have similar feelings. I still react the same way, which is like, God damn it. I hate that joke. No. Have you not noticed that? I, I think it's less, like, you're like, 100% of the time I dislike this joke. And I'm like, 60% of the time you dislike this joke. 60, 40% you find it quite huh. funny. Interesting. Like, I really, I, I think that from your point of view, you're like, I have this clear way that I react to a certain type of joke and it's 100% of the time. I, no, I, no, 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 I'm saying, like, I said to me it's really clear. And obviously right. it's not to you because we have... You know, well, I like, also think that you're more likely... It's, it's selection... Was it? Uh, selection confirmation bias? Confirmation bias. bias. I think it's confirmation bias. You're more likely to remember when you're annoyed by a joke than when you find it funny. Yeah, like, I, if I, I... If always... I asked you to think of five funny things I'd said in the last year, you'd be like, uh... If I said five things that really annoyed you, you'd be like, oh, here they are right now. <laughs> yeah, like, of course. I, I'm not... Like, obviously we have a lot of fun and you make a lot of jokes that I do really like. That's clear. For me, in my mind, there's like a category of joke which is like off-color jokes where you'll say something like, oh, is it because you kill children? Or is it because they were Jewish? Or is it because blah, blah, blah? I don't like those jokes. Right. I, I, and I, what I'm saying is like, I, I, I'm hearing you and I understand. <laughs> I think that the evidence of you not liking that joke is not as clear because I think some of the time you do like that joke and you don't remember. Sure. I'm open to that. <laughs> uh, it's but... so fun. Even I can remember so... One the episode where you told me that you got married. So funny how I can remember. That I was saying you can remember when you're annoyed. No 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 no. This one's this one's interesting. So the episode where you told me that you got married, you were telling me about your wedding vows, uh-huh. and you were saying there's a bit in the wedding vows where you like threw rocks into the ocean, and you were like, what were they? What 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 were the what was the bit? Were you like stoning? Oh, so, yeah, yeah. We, we, so the the celebrant had been like, um, well, I, want to, I want you to say hope and throw it into the ocean and love and throw it into the ocean. And we rewrote it. So it was like, we hate the ocean. We want to stone the ocean to death. <laughs> and then the celebrant said they're united by their love for each other and their hatred for the ocean. Yeah. So beautiful ceremony. I found that really funny at the time. And then afterwards I was like, fuck man, actually being stoned to death is brutal. And I don't find that joke funny anymore. So just to be clear, the oceans... We didn't actually kill the ocean. The ocean's not a human who can be stoned to death. The ocean is a... I understand. It's a big body of water. I I know. Okay. You seem You don't confused. need to talk to me like I'm an idiot. <laughs> but I'm giving you an example, demonstrating the complexity, trying to help you <laughs> with your point of view, which is that, yeah, it is it is complicated. Because at the time I thought that that was funny and then... I, I thought about it quite a few times afterwards and been like, yeah, actually, I don't. Mm. 
I, I'm, I feel weird about that joke now. Okay, like, do you want me to go back and undo my marriage? I don't know what you're, what you're going to no, 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 no. I'm literally just trying okay, to... Cool. You, you said You said that it's complicated and I think that you're not actually as sure about what you think. And I'm saying, I know that. <laughs> Here is an example. Right. <laughs> of me changing my mind on something. I understand that it's complicated. And, you know, like, I've listened to past episodes, like, from a year or two ago of this and been like, oh, wow, I said that. You know, like, I understand that. But I do know that for a long time, I really haven't liked those kinds of jokes. In that context. I don't like them in most contexts, really. Like, I mean, even if I'm not crying, like, I think it's particularly bad when I'm crying or telling some big story. Yeah. But, like, just generally, I don't like those jokes. Okay. Good like, to know. Like, just in the everyday, so, everyday where. So what you're saying, the challenge is to get you to laugh at those jokes. No, that's I'm not. the challenge you're setting. I'm today. saying the challenge is to like think of some other jokes. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> stretch my no no. <laughs> um, I do want to apologize for the joke on stage. Yeah, it was interesting because you were. It was funny afterwards. You were like, because I said like, yeah, I really don't like those jokes. I think maybe that's why I made such a when point. When you say with... those jokes. Yeah. I like really that, don't like off color jokes. Right. Your off color jokes. Okay. But like, I, I mean, as soon the as thing, like the, the okay, the like sometimes the line is really obvious. When I'm just like, here's a shocking, offensive thing. That's the joke. Ha ha ha. Yeah. With the joke just being like, generally it's when I'm describing you as something that you're obviously not, and I find that quite funny. Like, describing you as a accountant. It's funny because you're... Well, that counts not a bad... Like that, I was going to say, that's well, not that's an off-colour joke. The, the, no, no, it's not an off-colour one, but I'm saying describing you as something that you're really obviously not is funny just because it, it's something that you're not. Mm. And so if, if, if you can get the timing right, then the flow of the conversation is like, I do, but da-da-da-da, and... And then if I can drop something that's not you, the brain takes a second to adjust the new image because we like for a second we're like, wait, SJ is not like that, you scamp. That's the joke. And and with non-off-colour things, it's harder to do because, like, accountant, I was like, ha ha, no, you do a lot of spreadsheet stuff. Like, you're, <laughs> you're kind of an accountant and the joke just doesn't land. So in order for that to work structurally as a joke, you need to pick something that is really the opposite of you. So, like, it only works when it's something that you're not at all. Hmm. And that really only works with, like, super offensive stuff. And so the, the line of like what is and isn't offensive, sometimes like that it's really clear and I've picked something that's extreme because otherwise that, that bit doesn't structurally work. Sometimes though, when I'm like, oh, you guys have been dating since you were born, like that's, that's on the surface fine. But if you start digging into any joke, like the ocean one, like mm. the joke of stoning the ocean, we didn't go like stoning women, Let's turn that into the ocean comedy. We were like, someone wants us to throw rocks at the ocean <laughs> as a loving gesture. Yeah. It would be funny to do the opposite of that and turn it from a loving gesture into a non-loving gesture. It came from a very, very clean, decent yeah. place. Mm. And you're like, well, actually, stoning someone to death is not funny. Therefore, I've decided this joke isn't funny. The, the like, you've I'm been saying dating... that afterwards I was like, oh, actually, now that I think about it, I feel weird. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like the, 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 the fairly decent joke of like, oh, you've been dating since you were born. Like, you can take that into a dark direction. You can take any joke, ultimately, into a direction that's like, well, that's not actually funny. 
So you're saying like, I, I have this line of colour and off-colour jokes and I'm like, I would never, ever, ever have put the stoning the ocean joke into the off-colour area. Oh, never. totally. I understand. And you're like, well, but that's where the line is now. And I'm like, well, that... I'm I... not, no, I'm not telling you that that is where the line is. I get that, the, I get, like, I... So, what... I, okay, to start with, obviously, it's not binary. No, no, Obviously, it exists on a spectrum. I'm just saying, like, just for the moment, for your information, the ones that are really obviously in the off-colour category... Not those ones. Right. Right? Okay, cool. So not those ones. I understand it's complicated. Because, yeah, when, when you said, I don't like off-colour jokes, I was like, that's not as clear as it might, you might think. I, I, I feel like I've been like, I get it. Like, it's complicated. Okay, I, I just wanted to finish my thought. What's okay, interesting, what though, is that when we got off stage, you were like... Surprise! It was interesting. You seem like surprised. Like I didn't know that that would hurt you. And I was like, "I'm fine." And you're like, "What? Okay." Uh, you, your reaction was like, "Oh, you were faking." And I was like, "No, I wasn't faking. I'm okay." And I hated that joke. <laughs> right, but again, like at that point, we were in front of a live audience, and so just just say I know that you. Uh, I used an example of, of weight once and someone's never let me live it down. So I'm trying to avoid weight, but like, that's just an easy go-to example. Let's say, let's say I know that you're super, super not sensitive about your hair color. Okay. And so if I make a joke about you having brown hair, you're going to be totally fine with it. Yeah. Uh, let's say society is like, you can't make jokes about brown hair. Like that is not okay. I know that you are fine with it. Mm. Society is not fine with it. Mm. I can make a brown joke, and then if on stage you're like, "How dare you?" The whole audience is like, "Oh, Peter's a bully." So, like, if if you were not hurt by a joke, then acting as though you were hurt by a joke that would hurt many people tells the audience, "Hey, Peter is aware of this weakness of SJ. He is jabbing her where it hurts mm. in a public forum. He's a bully." Mm. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's interesting. Just that comment afterwards made me feel like I was like, <laughs> it's, it's kind of interesting given the, the what the content was about, <laughs> right? <laughs> but that's thing, like you, it's not a thing that you're super sensitive about. Yeah, I know, but I what I'm saying is the comment that you made afterwards, which was like, oh, you weren't actually hurt. Like, what the fuck? Why were you faking? <laughs> made me like what. <laughs> It's like, I wasn't faking. That's my genuine response to that. That's my genuine response to that joke. Oh. Yeah, okay, but again, so if I make a brown hair joke, and you're like, that's a terrible joke, so you do a big like, ugh. People are not going to be like, oh, SJ thought that was a bad joke. They're going to be like, oh my god. SJ's, SJ is like hurting because Peter is like jabbed her in a sensitive spot. That's interesting. I'd be curious to hear what other people said. Well, like, it came up people. later in the show. That, yeah. That's part of why I was so shocked. Because I was like, it's, it's, you know, it's not a huge cost. And people were like, what? The cost is you just, you just made fun of SJ for a really sensitive story to her. And if, if it wasn't that sensitive to you, that's the point where I would have expected you to be like, actually, like, it was the, the bad joke that I was, like, the, the, the fact that it was a rape joke is what I, was what offended me. Not the fact that he was belittling my awful past. No, no, no. I do feel that way when you make those jokes. Which I one? do feel like it's belittling. Okay, no, but what? <laughs> I'm fine, and I can also be like, yes, I find those jokes 
belittling of my experience when I talk about hard stuff. I can be like, I'm okay with being vulnerable and also, <laughs> and like, I don't need to be saved. I don't need help. I can be like strong and soft at the same time, which is, this is a, a, a sensitive thing, but I'm fine to tell it. And I can find that joke about it belittling. So like both things can happen at the same time. Right. So when, when I said you, you were okay, what you meant was like, I felt belittled, not I didn't feel belittled, which is how I read it. I, I, I meant it like, I'm fine. I'll be fine. I'm okay. Like, I, like right, I'm yeah. not... I, I didn't think you were dying. I wasn't <laughs> like, do we need to get you to hospital? Like, I was like, were you okay with that joke? And you're like, yeah, I was okay with that joke. That's that's how that conversation read. Oh, to me. that's not. Yeah, no, no, no. That's why I was so confused because I I was like, hey. No, but... no, 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 no. I wasn't like I I wasn't like. Oh no, that joke was fine. I was just playing it. No, that's not what I was saying. That's why I was so shocked. I was saying I thought you were being like. <laughs> no, 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 it was fine. It's just a better show if if you're the bad guy. No, that's not what I was doing at all. No, I was like, I thought you were worried about me, and I was like, I'm okay. <laughs> No, I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> As in, like, if you're worried about my well-being, I'm okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> um, yeah. How you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit tired, so that's, that's, that's flavoring my... Mm. I got up early this morning to come here, and then you went here, and I was like, okay... I'll sit in the car for half an hour and listen to a podcast. Woo. This is what I was like before in the warm-up. I was like, you're looking at me funny. No, Maybe I'm just tired. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not annoyed at you. I'm just tired, aware that I'm tired, trying not to behave as though I'm tired, which you can't do when you're tired. Mm. And I'm a little bit annoyed because, like, I went, I went to a friend's house last night and yeah. I messaged her to be like, hey, Gavin's not able to come. He's gotten sick. She's like, oh, what about SJ? And I was like, I didn't know SJ was coming. Yeah. And then I was like, hey, you're still coming? You're like, no, I've cancelled. I'm like, great. So I'm passing on news mm. that you've cancelled to a friend who I didn't know you were coming to dinner for. She's bought extra food. Mm. Like, it put me in this annoying situation where I was the bad guy. Mm. I think I'm bringing this up because I feel really uh, like I need to turn the tables on you, which is not fair. It does, it does feel slightly like that. but um... uh, I'll, I'll cut this whole bit if you want. Um, it's okay. I mean... I don't know. I, I feel like... Uh, I said this on the night, too. I feel like there were, there were different paths of reacting to the bad joke. Mm. And I felt like you chose the one that made me look the worst and made you look the best yeah. by far. Yeah. It's interesting. And I, I shouldn't have made the joke. Mm. And I'm not defending the joke. And I, again, to a certain extent, wish I hadn't made the joke but could keep a lesson, which is not possible. And I won't make the joke again. But it makes me feel a bit like I can't trust you on stage. Interesting. It's funny. Um, there was definitely a moment there where I was looking at you and I was like, wow, fuck. This is a real, like, this is like a little bit of a pile on. Oh, it absolutely was. And that, does, that doesn't bother me so much. Like, I don't care what people think. I care what you think. And Yeah, well, at that point, I was like, hmm, going to roll this back. And I don't know that that was obvious. 
Well, your, your method of rolling it back was not like, let's pile on Peter less. It was like, let's change the topic. So the last thing said about this was, we hate Peter. So it, it felt a bit like, the audience, we hate Peter, you, cool. Okay, let's table that there and move on. <laughs> and like, that is the final note does not help me. Sure. And, and I, I'm, I'm very aware, by the way, that like, this is me who made a rape joke being like, and this is why it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's not my intent. I'm just saying like, I, I think it's more comp- I said this on the night too. I think like to be like good and bad done is, is dumb. Like there are a bunch of things going on at once when I made that joke. Again, I shouldn't have made the joke. But also like we'd had two big chats that day about the tone of the show. Mm. Uh, you had just been like, hey guys, I'm going to be vulnerable, is that okay? And people were like, people weren't like, yeah, be vulnerable. People were like, okay. And so I was like, oh shit, like this is taking the show into a weird direction where people are not really on board. Mm. And yeah, like it was, it was a spur of the moment thing and I fucked up and I've learned my lesson. But at the same time, I felt like, like, yes, I'm the bad guy, done, check. <laughs> Now can we look at other things, or is that it? Is that the whole story, Peter's the bad guy? Like, the other things is, uh, I was trying to explain myself, and you were like, shut up, let's move on. Hmm. I don't know, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't know, I suppose it's hard, because, you know, like, we only have limited information, right? Which is just the two of us, and, like, it's hard to have a... Like, obviously there's the recording, but it's hard to have a really... You know, to have a lot of data, because we're both going to be really biased. Yeah. So it's interesting, even when you're like, you were taking the show in this weird direction that, like, how you say it is like, no one wanted to go there. Well, no, it's no, okay. Yeah. It's, it's okay. I'm just saying, like, from my perspective, I'm like, actually, we have no idea. <laughs> like, no, no, no. But we discussed in the break not to go in that direction. No, we had discussed not to try, try. Like, not to push it. Right. Was my... Was like, don't try for anything. You know? Yeah. Um, don't push for something in particular. Because that's where it goes wrong. So, I suppose that's just... It, it felt that, like a sharp was, right. Yeah. So, that was like in response to a number of questions that all kind of came together. Which was, someone asked about consent and... That was sort of in my mind. And then someone else asked about finding an audience. And I was talking about conflict. Anyway, those things just kind of came together to be like, oh, yeah, I suppose this kind of works with both of those things. And it's like... Right. Does that make sense? It makes sense. It wasn't clear. (laughs) I wasn't just like, let's tell this story for no reason. I was just like, this is something that I have been thinking about a lot recently. Yeah. Because I've been working through my shit around conflict and how I can really shut down. Now I'm getting emotional. <laughs> I can really shut down in conflict. And I haven't really connected that to that experience. But now I'm like, actually, I think that that's really related. And the reason why I can shut down in conflict is because I'm scared. Because I have like, I have a like trauma response to that of like being in conflict goes badly, you lose your autonomy. Yeah. Stuff like that. This is the first time you've cried in person with me since we were together. (laughs) 
And so my first instinct was to kiss you. And I was like, no. <laughs> no kissing the crying lady. <laughs> Is it graceful? It's very graceful. Yeah, it's good, it's yeah. quite graceful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know. Do you want a tissue? I'm okay. I, I was going for a joke, but. Uh, oh, I get it. It was a, it was a callback. That was quite good. <laughs> I so yeah so that's stuff that's been on my mind a lot lately that yeah. we haven't talked about but um yeah so that's kind of that's why I told that story I wasn't trying to be divisive or whatever whatever and you know I think that I suppose I just kind of trust that audience because a lot of them would have heard me talk about a bunch of stuff that's well, vulnerable or like, sensitive or whatever. I realise we both do the show, but it is really your audience. And and that's fine, but I think that also affects, like, positioning. Like, if, if someone comes on a starving artist, oh, sure, you could so absolutely saying, attack them. Yeah. And people would be like, well, we followed SJ this time. She wouldn't do that without a reason. Whereas, like, pe- people, people warm to me over time. <laughs> But, but like, they're your audience, and no, they're like no, you. No, no, but they're there. They're not, like, they're there because they listen to it. And that means that they're there because of both of us. Like, I, I understand what you're saying. So one thing that I really thought about afterwards was that um, a lot of the people kind of maybe identify more with me, but that doesn't mean that they're there for me. Does that make sense? Because they're there for me around you <laughs> I know that sounds that I'm I was like afterwards I was talking to a friend and I was like fuck me because after the show a number of people were like that was amazing yeah people I was gonna say we should wrap up by saying like what after after the show was after the show I went and had a lie down and just like spent probably like 20 minutes just thinking and rerunning and, and processing yeah uh yeah. which is a thing that I do sometimes it doesn't really come from the show because why would it but um I really needed to go backstage and work out what had just happened, how I felt about it. Yeah. And then I came out and one, one person particularly who knows who she is came up and was like, hey, look, just to let you know, like, that's what we listen to the show for. And was, that was incredible. Yeah. You, you were saying, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Just like, like that intensity, that awkwardness, that weirdness. That's so. That was it, and they were the, like the complexity it was, of it too. They were like it was so amazing to actually watch you both because, for instance, on the podcast, people don't get to see my reaction because often I'm quiet, but my reaction is like, ah, <laughs> you know, like it's real. It yeah. Anyway, different seeing it and seeing people have a real like difficult conversation yeah (laughs) like that's why i was like why like i get i can understand being upset about it but i i was like i wasn't playing it like for anything but i was like in terms of what our podcast is like that was a perfect representation of it you know like i understand that it's like fucked if you're feeling if you're like i'm the bad guy but in terms of what the podcast is that is it like, that's it. So oh, I was yeah. like, didn't you be, like, I thought you'd be chuffed, <laughs> like, in a weird way that oh, people no, might I'm, not get. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we made that content. Is that what you mean? 
Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I'm glad we made that content. I um. I understand what you're saying though about how you you like it's probably more your people. I mean, the thing is that people do more identify with me, but but that's not why people are there. Like some people, but like. It's you know, I was I asked a friend the other day. I was like, why? listen and they were like I just have this idea that I really like that people will get along or that I really it's very strange to listen to people be so candid who are quite different or, yeah. or you know like so I get it I mean you are always, always going to be offside like that's the whole shtick of the whole thing but that's not because the the, the crowd is like jam-packed with my people it's because that's the nature of the thing i I, I didn't just like call in call in votes but i can understand how it's intimidating when you're like whoa actually i'm on the wrong side and everyone here is i I don't mind being on the wrong side it just it would have been nice and again i I fucked up it just would have been nice if you if you'd had my back on on any level yeah. As I as I obviously I don't do it particularly well, but I do try to with you on every level. Yeah, I just mean like, but that's like how. I suppose it's inter- it's a it's an interesting question in terms of live how you should do things live versus not live, but like. Well, for example, <laughs> next time we do a live show, I'm either gonna sit down and be like, hey. If I fuck up, what's your reaction going to be? Or just be very muted. Like, when we're recording, I'm like I'm, I'm consistently me, I feel. Yeah. When we're recording, I was the same as when we're on stage. The difference is when we're recording, I can just edit it out if it, if it goes really poorly and nothing happens. On stage, I tried to do the equivalent of that. Yeah. I absolutely tried to do the equivalent of that because that's, like, again, I'm trying to be consistent. And so I edited it out and then you were like, no, 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 we are going to bring back to that. And go on, Peter. Except for don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there's going to be some hiccups in terms of taking something that isn't live and putting it in a live format. If we ever do this again, which... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who knows? So, I don't know. I feel like you are completely blaming me for that, though. And I don't think that that's fair. You're saying you threw me under the bus. I'm saying we're doing something really different. No, we are, we are doing something really <laughs> different. I'm saying that I was consistent with the way that I've always behaved. Yeah. And... I was not consistent because it was a different scenario. Right, right. Where I didn't feel like I could just move on from that. I know, and so I'm not saying I blame you. I'm saying if we ever do another live show, mm. I will not feel safe. Mm. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not me being like solve. <laughs> I'm just like that. That's that's what I got out of this. I I felt I felt unsafe on stage, which I don't normally do. It's interesting. It's interesting the Ask Cat comparison that you made because because you said that on the night and I that made me feel really ashamed. Like I should have responded that way. Like I should have just 
like done the Tina Fey thing. And I'm not saying that that is what you're saying, but that is how it made me feel. Like I should have just gotten on board. But I was like, afterwards I was thinking about it and I was like, that's not what our show is. Like it's never been what our show is. Yeah. That's never been a response that I've had. Sure, when we can edit it out. Like, (laughs) honestly, that's probably like pretty similar to what, you know, like it's actually not that different to what our normal podcast recording is. Um, Because if we did that, we might have a five or ten minute conversation about whatever the fuck it is. We might have this conversation, which is me being like, those jokes, you know, like, (laughs) um, and we would edit that out. Or maybe we wouldn't. Maybe we would leave it in because it got interesting enough. Yeah, interesting has not been a factor when you've made me cut stuff out. (laughs) Sure, I'm I'm just saying, like, what happened is actually a consistent factor that's happened when we've been recording. We didn't have a conversation about what we would do if, if that happened. Yeah. Hey, uh, I this is Peter from the future again. So this is actually the first half of a two-parter. That's right, the fight continues. I have not listened to the second half. I expect it to get worse. And you can look forward to that next week. And to finish out the episode, here's an outro by Stuart. Thanks for listening to Being Honest With My Ex. If you've enjoyed the podcast, subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a review, and tell your friends. Peter is my favourite son.